from KQED. Basically, we learn something from every past relationship, and we bring it with us into the new one, and it becomes part of us, the mistakes, the joys. And um, I think that it's best, psychologically, it's best to kind of keep some of that to yourself. To have concentric circles of social engagement, and the innermost circles belong only to you and the people you choose to let into them. I mean, who wants their lives to be like a reality TV show, which, when you put too much out there, can be what happens. You're listening to Love in the Digital Age. I'm Polly Stryker. I'm Rachel Myro. And today, we're talking about privacy in the digital age, specifically as regards romantic relationships. We've got a great conversation coming up with Rico Galliano, who's co-host of the Dinner Party Download, basically GQ magazine for the podcast set, everything you need to know to sound like you know what's going on. Um, and I think you'll find, Polly, that that Rico kind of shares our general mindset. That is to say that he doesn't want his life to be a reality TV show where everything is on display especially when it comes to romantic relationships. We all, on some level, understand whether we actually, you know, consciously acknowledge it or not. The way that people behave in the world may not necessarily jibe with the way that they behave in their private lives, that those are two different universes, and that as long as the public life is on a certain level legal and the public life is on a certain level transparent. The private life is kind of yours to do with what you will. I think we grew up with the expectation that the private would be private. Uh, but I think social media has upended that. I mean, you know, folks are sharing everything on. Here's my next meal. Here's my last meal. There's almost nothing we don't share with others online. I think people think of the social media world as just an expansion of their, you know, normal social lives in some way, but it isn't to me. There's there are plenty of people who look at my Facebook page that are not my close friends that I don't want to tell them about my relationships or know exactly what I'm doing with my, you know, significant other. Uh, and yet I feel like there is the expectation that you do that. And not only is it almost impossible if you, you know, for you to control it, but also it can cause problems with the person that you're dating because there's a now an expectation that there will be a certain amount of evidence of a relationship happening in social media. And if there isn't, then what is that saying about your relationship? Are you trying to keep our relationship on the down low? You don't want anyone to know that we're dating? Are you saying that you want me to be your dirty little secret? And I'm sure everybody listening has had this conversation at some point with somebody that they've dated or in a relationship with. That moment where it's like, hey, do we press the relationship button? Is it okay if I press the relationship button? Do we have to? Like, do we have to let potentially strangers know? I'm cool with telling all our friends, but like, do strangers need to know that we're in a relationship? What happens if you break up and then you get back together again and yes. then, you know, then you break up again and then maybe you're kind of on, but you're also seeing someone else at the same time. Or, you know, like if you if you never hit that button, you don't have to have that conversation or that concern about what the status is communicating ever. Yeah. I was briefly married. And it's like when you put like engaged 
or just married or something like that. It's amazing. You you do it and you want to tell everyone and there's 5,000 comments and everybody's like, so happy for you guys, multiple exclamation points. When the marriage was over, just very secretly in the dead of night, <laughs> that relationship just changed. Nothing said. <laughs> and in retrospect, therefore, it feels like that first explosion of like, hooray, kind of feels like maybe we shouldn't have made such a big deal out of it. I don't know. And, and you know, I suppose that's life, you know. You, you do feel passionate about things. You charge, you know, headlong and into the fray with all kinds of enthusiasm and optimism and, and passion. And if things go badly, they go badly. But that, you know, doesn't mean you were a bad person or... No, no, no thank you for saying so. <laughs> <laughs> I would want the same understanding for myself. <laughs> You've got it. Okay. Next time that happens... I have total sympathy. You know, when I first came to San Francisco, um, I kept running into ex-girlfriends of my husband's, but not online, just in certain places, like around the city. Um, it was... It's a small city. It was always a little weird, right, running into, running into them um, and unexpected. But I think that would be seriously amplified online, if all of that was online. So, Polly, Rico told me a story about LiveJournal, where there was, uh, you know, not unlike any platform today, a coterie of friends who were all sort of communicating and watching what everybody else was writing and commenting on it, and these people were also dating each other. I was on LiveJournal. A lot of my friends were on LiveJournal. My uh, girlfriend of several years was on LiveJournal, and then we broke up. And that was fine, and we were still friends. And many months later, I started dating somebody else who was also on LiveJournal and was friends with all of us, including my ex. I went out to a screening of a film with my ex. We were still friends. I just started dating this other girl, and I just started dating her, right? And there's no real need when you're starting to date someone to say, hey, I'm going to go out with my ex, especially if there's nothing untowards going on with your ex. All it's going to do is cause problems, it seems to me. That's arguable. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there right now rolling their eyes saying, oh, you naive SOB. <laughs> but that's how it felt to me. What I hadn't thought of was that my ex would post about it on her live journal. And now this girl that I've just started dating sees that I've gone out with my ex on my ex's live journal. And she's like, why didn't you tell me that you were going out with your ex? Even if you're not cheating, you you still have to deal with image management, brand management, mm, mm. Uh, and what other people will think looking, looking at uh, posts that involve you, even if you didn't post them yourself. That, right, and yet that's what social media sort of demands. Is that you not be totally honest? So your live journal experience was, you know, about fifteen years ago. How, how how did it change the way that you manage your image while continuing to live a romantic life separate from your online persona? I, there's nothing you can do about what other people do, or there's little that you can do about what other people do. I've 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 had conversations with dates before where it's like, hey, can we not talk about this on? social media for a while for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I think a lot of people are cool with it on some level because I think everybody realizes this. It's like you don't broadcast that you're going on a first or second date with someone because that's creepy and weird, for instance. <laughs> I will say, though, but, I mean, several dates in, um, 
some people kind of think that you are being paranoid or that you're full of yourself thinking other people are watching every move you make uh, and, and really care at all. Um, yeah. Do, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a legitimate thing that you're being paranoid? I don't think that that's true. I think people are watching. People are gossips. It's been this way since the beginning of time, since long before the Internet. And, um, and you know, they kind of turn to their own friends and family as a form of entertainment. And so, yeah, if, if you don't <laughs> want that level of uh, oversight and judgment, then it behooves you to sort of keep it offline. Yeah, but can you? I mean, this is what we keep coming back to: is to what extent do you have any control over this anymore? Very. I little. mean, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that I yeah. think that changes the way we behave offline too, because we're aware we're being watched. I've had breakups where it's like I'm gonna keep following you on Facebook because I still like and respect you, and there are times when that's been said, and I'm kind of like, really, I don't want you to keep doing that (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's a great idea for either of us yeah but what do you say i mean you can always i guess you can unfollow that person but how does that work i'm trying to think of it if you unfriend somebody on facebook well if you unfriend them privacy settings yeah yeah i mean they'll still see you if you're connected in other ways Uh, and i suppose it, it is up to every individual how they feel about their their past loves you know, it uh, maybe maybe it's harder for you than it is for them. I think that that's true, and I guess you can only make that decision for yourself, right? Yeah. Whether you uh, can handle constant, you, you know, I mean, they tell you that the best thing to do if you break up with somebody is to have some space. It's it seems to me that the quickest way not to have any space is to be constantly shown what that other person is doing. Vividly. Exactly. Yeah. Sometime from moment to moment. It doesn't seem like a psychologically great idea, but hey, teach their own. I worry about making people, you know, be like, what? She doesn't like me? No, it's not that. I was, I was like, I've stopped trying to cull the the friend roster because of exactly that reason that the people will presume that there is animus where there isn't. Uh, Interesting. But that's, uh, is that with uh, former. You know, with with exes or things like that, or or romantic, uh, you know, liaisons. Uh, I guess is the word. Or is that with just like friends? Yeah, I mean, it's, or it's not a long kind of list, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would say since it, we're sharing here today, <laughs> since we're sharing publicly, here, yeah. You know, I I would say in in general, there are other ways to ensure that that you're not you know consistently blindsided by people you still feel a little tender about, um, without communicating mm-hmm. that you dislike them. That's a good word, by the way. Blindsiding is exactly that. You can be, I've definitely been in a situation where I'm in just a fine mood. Everything is going great for me. And hey, I'm going to check in on Facebook. Oh, what's going on? And suddenly something from your ex shows up and it's just your day is ruined. <laughs> it just feels like <laughs> you've been clobbered yeah. with some painful Nothing memory. Nothing I do has any meaning now. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't yeah. want you to be in harm's way, but I, I want to be doing better than the person who broke up with me. I feel like there should be some kind of a slang term for that. Maybe we can come up with one. Um, it's like love and Freude. <laughs> love and Freude. Yes, it's definitely Luf, Luf a... and Freude. Some, it, it could be German. It could definitely be German. It, sh- it would probably be German. Well, Rico, what a pleasure talking with you. I We could keep this up. Uh, forever, I think, but uh, but I know you've it's got a true. busy romantic life to lead outside of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so busy. Not so busy. A, it's quiet. It's... Really, there's nothing to report. <laughs> there's nothing. Just please don't check my Facebook page. Nothing to see there.
Move along. Yes. Move along. Let's not keep our relationship on the down low. Subscribe to Love in the Digital Age today on iTunes. Send us an email at loveinthedigitalage at kqed.org. You can tell us what you think about what we've posted so far. You can suggest another story topic. You can suggest your own life story topic. We want to hear it all. <laughs> no, we, we want to hear about your dates. What, basically, We're just nosy gossips is what we are. <laughs> Privacy? Meh. <laughs> Throw it out the window. No, I'm kidding. As we've been discussing here, nothing happens out of the view of others, those we love, those who care about what we're doing. And here at KQED in San Francisco, there are a lot of people who care about what we're doing and help us make it better. Our senior producer is Victoria Malion. Our executive producer is Holly Kernan. Our engineer is Danny Bringer. And if you like what you hear on iTunes, please leave a review. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. That I don't feel it all Scarred up inside So I built all these walls My head rolling back But I'm faking the rush I'm out every night And I'm lonely as fuck I make my own rooms In my own plans I got no room For no man That's my way
of my soul or uh, in terms of my career? We'll start with your career and move into the depths of your soul. 